Fan, short for fanatic, is the one who's screaming their lungs out in sub-zero degree temperatures, still believing when the chips are down and never, ever giving up on their teams or their players. From the closest seat to the worst one, we want to meet you all. This is the American Fan. What's going on, sports fans? It's your boy, Josh Williams, back again with another episode of the American Fan 365 podcast. Welcome back to the beautiful Sticky Paw Studio here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, you know, excited to be here again with you guys. Um, George, in that intro, the, the clip that you found of uh, Drake giving a, uh, a yeah. shoulder rub to Nick Nurse, it gets me every time now. The closest seats, baby. <laughs> He's the closest seat over here. Like, yeah, what's going on, Coach? Like... Drake, seriously. It's only time. Cal calm down. Happened. Calm down, bro. You're not supposed to touch the coach. Jack Nichol <laughs> Jack Nicholas and all and Nicholson in all his years sitting right next to Phil Jackson, right next to Pat Riley. I don't think they even did as much as high five. Yeah, like a little fist bump. Yeah, like, like, like I don't yeah, even think they though. ever even did that. So for Drake to do that, like, but also, you know what? He also didn't help design a jersey, and he wasn't part owner of the team, or at least knowingly part owner of the team. Right. So there is something else to be said. <laughs> so I'll, I, I guess I'll let, I'll, I'll give Drake a pass. Um, but uh, to start out, George, did you hear that the founder of Cash App, Bob Lee, was stabbed to death yesterday? No, I yeah. did not hear about that. Founder of Cash App, uh, stabbed in San Francisco. Um, horrible, horrible story. Um, you know, but I, I will say, and you know, we were kind of, George and I were kind of talking about it before in the back a little bit, um, to be able to make it all the way to the end of your mission, now whether or not, I'm sure he had more and more, because he was only like 43, I think he was. So he had much more life ahead of him, um, you know, but Cash App is a global phenomenon. He also was a, uh, um, a CPO for a, uh, a, a crypto company, I think it was called MobileCoin. And so, you know, but to get to the finish line, at least, at least to see your thing become something. You're the founder, creator, CEO of that. Um, you know, uh, it sucks that you got to die, especially to die in that fashion. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, is San Francisco getting that dangerous now, huh? Like, I mean, that's, I, to me, I, I've always known San Francisco is a dangerous place, but if I'm not high profile, you figured he'd have cup like private security or something, but. Something, but yeah. I mean, shoot, San Francisco's, I wouldn't consider it dangerous at all. That is a bougie town. Um, I, unless you go to the BART. Uh, you, oh, well, you know, listen, everything. If he got stabbed on the BART. No, well, okay. If he's the Cash App founder and he's taking the BART, God bless him. You might have had it coming, but God bless you. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard move right there. It's just cheaper, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The Jersey Jam final tally. We are done. We have crowned our inaugural champion. The final tally was 194 to 118, so over 300 votes. That's crazy. I only We only have 500-some 500, 500 followers, 556, I think it is now, so on Instagram. That's a um, real engagement, people, for all you fake follower-buying motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real listen, engagement. Listen, uh, look, trust me. If I could shortcut it, I probably would have. Hey, Dog. But I'm we're, glad we're that we have for it. the real American fans. Yeah, and it, and it's and listen and and you know for all of you that's DM me out there, um, you know I answer I answer all your DMs, even your crazy ones, um, 
And, but I, I love to, to, like we said in the opening, we want to meet all of you. So, um, you know, really getting that engaged. But uh, John Vu was our original winner with the uh, Charles Barkley Rising Suns purple jersey. Thank you, John Vu, for taking down Jaden <laughs> as much as I love her. Good Lord, I did not love that jersey. It was like, that jersey is not fired at all. <laughs> Were the girls upset? They oh oh look look they thought they had him right because because she jumped out to a quick early lead and she was up by like twenty and I was like Christ here we go again and then John Vu got in those DMs man <laughs> he, he said, I looked up and that boy had like hundred twenty to her like thirty and I was like uh oh <laughs> this is a runaway but uh you know listen but Jaden Jaden kept coming I was at no point confident until. Until the 12th hour, until it was all the way done when all votes were reporting. Uh, but I do think, you know, speaking of Cash App, I think next year we need to, uh, you know, I I'm claiming it. Next year we're going to give away some cash to the winner. Yes. On top of a jersey. Yes. Um, I think, uh, I obviously, if John Vu wants to come back, I think he gets the number one pick because he was the winner. So he gets to pick his jersey because uh, he was like maybe 30th person that picked a jersey. Mm. He was one of the later people that picked one. So to become champ and you, all the good jerseys were gone, that's saying ah, something. Man. Um, I, but uh, but I think, I think uh, you know, we, we charge because I think next year we're going to have a feeding frenzy. I'm claiming next year we got 20,000, 30,000 followers. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be a tough process to sort through that. Glad we'll have a team by then. <laughs> <laughs> There will definitely be a team because Lord have mercy. That was uh, that that was that was definitely serious. Um, hold on one second. <gasps> oh my God! Breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! And this won't look all right. So this won't. This isn't live, but reports reveal Dan Snyder is selling to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> You're so excited, bro. If that is true, and I got my wish, I've been pushing this for three years. When people were like, you're crazy, that's stupid. Snyder's never going to sell. I had hope. Hope, George, that uh, <laughs> that this was going to happen. So that that was, uh, man, Bro. that's crazy. Uh, I will say, all right, so just to, there was one other uh, NFL story that I didn't have a chance to really go over with with George and put on the show flow. But um, did you hear George that uh, John Elway is out with the, with the Broncos? Whoa. Yeah. That, that came, that came out this morning. Whoa. That came out this morning. Um, he's, he's no longer that's... a member of the Broncos organization. So uh, do you think that's fair or foul? Oh. Fair or foul. John Elway no longer with the Broncos. Bro. That's game changing because I've been preaching that they got a great thing going right now. Like the triads complete. They wanted their quarterback coaching guru. They wanted Russell Wilson. And now they got L. What the? <laughs> so, okay. I, I'll, I'll say this. Was it, it has the Walmart family's gone crazy. That that's, that's, that's the it. only thing that They've you can say. They've gone absolutely crazy. That's the only thing that you can say is that, uh, New ownership wanted a different direction because I believe John Elway was the president, right? I want to say he was – if he wasn't president, he was, like, as high as you could get without being yeah, president, yep, basically. Yep. He made a lot of decisions. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, look, he – I don't care what happens. John Elway is the Denver Broncos, always will be. 
Um, he was the face of that franchise, got them to their first two – well, one, winning their first two Super Bowls because I think he went to two or three others before he finally won one. So um, it's unfortunate, but I also think he'll probably find his way to get back in there with his big teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's it, – he's since he's been able to influence a lot of decisions – this is something that Sean Payton might have pushed for. Yeah, bro. He like never had to deal with it with the the Bensons in in the in New Orleans, right? So like and he's been out of the game for a while, but like Sean Payton's legend has grown. One of the few coaches where it's like the longer he stayed out, I think it was only two Like years. John John Gruden probably is the only other oh, one recently yep, that you yep. think of like that, right? Yep. And where you, and he's just like I want all the power. All of it. Uh, I, Tell me to, how much you like me. Fire Elway. To your point, it might be a little bit of insecurity on Peyton's on Peyton's side, right? Where it's like the Waltons are like, we'll take the fire for it, but it's really your move. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So that actually, he he actually might be the fox in the hen house that I didn't even look at like that. That's hey, that's fair. He's a if you don't think Sean Payton's a dog, let's not forget Bounty Gate, baby. All right, this dude make things happen. I forgot to tell you, I met Greg Williams. Dr. Heat? I met, so I met Greg Williams. <laughs> Greg Williams, uh, you know, won a Super Bowl with, with Georgia Saints, but he was also the defensive coordinator, for Sean, Sean Taylor's defensive coordinator, you know, LeVar Arrington for the Redskins. And um, when, uh, so week one, or well, week, I think it was week two of the XFL, when the XFL had their he's first the game, defenders coach. It was the defense. Yeah, he's the DC, DC defenders. defenders head coach. And um, I was walking to the field, and he was just sitting down, like outside the locker room, just like sitting, like going over his reports. I was like, "Oh snap, Greg!" And he was like, "Hey, hi!" Shook my hand. I was like, "Oh, I told Ro, I forgot to tell you that." Nice. Yeah, yeah. He was real, real nice, real nice guy. Was his were his hands hot? And did his playbook have nothing but blitzes? <laughs> <laughs> He nothing just loves but sending nothing the heat, but cover bro. cover zero. Cover. He just loves sending the heat. That's why whenever you, I think you've mentioned his name twice, and at both times I'm like, oh, Doctor Heat. <laughs> like, he just cover zero. We're covering. We got no help. No help anywhere. It's all up blitz, baby. I mean, why not? <laughs> why? Because your back end is trash. Like Greg, we don't have the Greg, corners for this. <laughs> Greg, it's it's the fourth quarter. There's only ten seconds left. We can we can put a couple of safeties back. No, no, no. no. We're sending eight. Send the crib. <laughs> Send everything we have. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, jumping into the show, let's talk about, man, George was right. George dropped. We talked about Drake at the beginning oh, of the show. Yes. George gave the Drake betting tip, and if you bet that, you made money. I didn't get a chance to bet exactly what George had said because uh, – um, I bet actually in game, like I was, I did in in game betting. So my two bets, I got them plus twelve and a half, and then I took the over over. I think it was one twenty eight, and it like got over like three yeah. minutes left. Yep. Um. It, but I mean, yeah, it was. What Cameron do you think? was riding out that one too. I thought that one was uh, as wild as it seemed. Thir so my bet that I got to put in at circa was UConn to win by thirteen to eighteen points. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you would call a value find um, because the minus 12 and a half was at plus 200 odds. So it was two to one. And then I was scrolling down and I was like, in order for the minus 12 and a half to hit, they have to win by 13. 
and th- between 13 and 18 was 6 to 1. Oh, nice, nice. Cash that shit. See, now, Find so, the value. so on, uh, on um, William Hill, I don't get all those options. I don't get all those extra yep. props. Yep. So I get some props, but I, I like it's usually very dialed in. I started with William Hill. The one thing that I will say about William Hill is that they have excellent, excellent live play betting. Okay. Circa, you're amazing. You have obvious, you're amazing because. I'm going to be honest, you're not too bright for putting out that line. To me, I'm like, <laughs> because am I crazy? You're, I'm going to put in a bet two to one, but I can get six to one odds for the same needed outcome. But yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, that's that's stupidity. No, that's fair. That's true. But they have horrific live play. You can only live play during the breaks. Oh, and okay. it'll be a commercial, and I'm like swiping. Like, okay, give me the odds. <laughs> give me the odds. And then we go back in action. I just never get it. I'm just like, man, I want William Hill back for that reason. But I also don't like William Hill because you got to pick up in the hood sometimes. No, 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 no. They got, you got you to look, look. It's dangerous, especially if you have a uh, – yeah, no, you need to pick up in the hood. I, I'll tell you. So I, I, I have my bank account um, attached linked. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've you thought about I mean? it. it, it it's, it's actually not a hard process. Once I got it, I was like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah, you but, yeah. But, you know, but I, I – I, I've done well. I've done well. I, I yeah. haven't, you know, you don't go off the deep end when, when you, yeah, when you, when you, uh, the bankroll runs out, you, you give yourself a break. You mm-hmm. don't just run right back and like, here's another 300. Like, mm, mm, mm. be no. smart. 100%. <laughs> but uh, I think the national championship game was lost in that first half. When, um, when, uh, UConn started making that run, and they were just hitting three after three, and the lead went from eight to twelve to sixteen to eighteen, and you know, in in San Diego State would make a bucket here or there, but by and large, all the play was on UConn's end, and they did not call a timeout. Everybody, we cannot be Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson's, resp- you know, he would always let his players play through it. He wouldn't say he would say I'm not going to save you. Sometimes is your your job as a coach is to save your team and you have to see momentum. You have to. Doc Rivers. Yeah, look, you, you you have to. It's 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 Call a timeout, man. Yeah, look. You have to call a timeout to break the monotony, break the momentum, get your team refocused on their keys, but you can't just sit there and let them just languish and die. Because that game literally was because look they they went in the half up twelve and what did what did uh, Hurley say going to the locker room we should be up twenty and they should have been yep you know what I'm saying and the game should have been over essentially in that first half and it really was yeah I uh, didn't get a chance to catch the beginning part I was well I just I knew they jumped out early and after I placed that bet I was like all right I'm in a prime spot right now if we're up I literally said the words if we're up by eight. With around three minutes left, I'm like, this is fucking as good as gold. Because they're always going to foul in the national championship Yeah. at some point, even though they're down by... Whatever. Uh, this yeah. is the last. This is it. Yeah, we're, we're fouling, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm money. Um, the one thing that I found that was just like the coolest statement, and uh, you know, we've, we've been having a lot of coaching moments lately, but when Dan Hurley's like out of a timeout with like four minutes left, was able to tell his team, if you don't turn the ball over, you'll be a national champion. Yeah. And I was like, that's got to be like the most nerve wracking thing to hear as a player. You think but like as a, as a coach. Yeah. I mean, in the sense of like, 
Yeah, bro, you can't fuck it up at this moment. Well, I mean, look, I'll say it this. It got close. Uh, no, and, and that was what I was going to say. San Diego State played with a ton of heart to even get back in that game. And I feel like, to your point, um, UConn, um, they did get a little bit stressed. Like, they started making just unnerving plays where it's like, not that pass. Like, I saw the steal happening two passes ago. Like, like don't make that pass right now. <laughs> yeah. Settle yourself, child. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I will say, as a coach, and, and you can speak to this as a coach too, like, just making sure we're focused in on that moment. Like, look, man, take care of the basketball. This game is over. Right. Like, if we keep doing what we're supposed to do, we're going to win. It's nothing that they can do. They're, God, what they're, a feeling. They're running out of runway. You know what I mean? They're running out of, they're running out of track. Right. So it's like, you know, like I, I don't think that, uh, you know, your players should feel anything. But you're right. Sometimes they do. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But um, one other question regarding March Madness and the NCAA. Should they expand from the initial 68? That they have right now. That's there's been some discussion. Um, they were talking about that at the press conferences leading up to the championship game. Um, what do you think? Should the uh, NCAA expand March Madness past 68 teams? No, we have to find a way to finish this motherfucker in March. All right, can we do that first? Uh, well, no, no. It's it's April. It's 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 the first Monday of April. That's that's tradition. Okay. All right, March I guess, is for the madness. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, here's uh here's a better thing. I'd okay. rather have a three game series for the championship. Oh, over a week. Really? Uh, a three game, nothing, nothing long. Now you do. Here's a here's another thing though. If you expand, you have to go like NIT style as far as format and let the first like three rounds be played at home. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I, what I'll say is this: like sixty-eight, they're already having the first, you know, the first rounds that we don't even care about. ESPN don't care about it. Yeah, it's still sixty-four. So if if those first four games or first four teams that are out really aren't even in it, why are we going to expand past that? That already is kind of quirky and unnecessary. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And. They're just like the the talent. It's just not there, people. And I know it seems like it in these past like three years, but like we're still experiencing the COVID baby transfer portal. Like all yeah. these players, like it. It's going to end. I think in the next two years, you're going to start to see transfers like the the wave go down a little bit more, and then uh, like <laughs> there's going to be some teams like it'll balance back out. You know what I mean? The blue yeah. bloods. I feel will. St- become prominent again and you'll be like oh man there should be less teams yeah yeah and 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 one thing uh uh, coach hurley was saying uh in his speech was that um we have it has to we have to still prioritize regular season success and when you expand say you go to 72 or whatever the regular season becomes diminished because if these power five conferences can you know i'm the 12th team in my conference but we got a good RPI, I'm going to slide in where, you know what I mean? Like they're not really – it's not like you're getting more mid-major teams in. It's, yeah. it's just going to be more of those Power 5 conference teams that probably shouldn't have made the tournament that get in. Yeah, yeah. And I I think if uh, – it'd be interesting, and I would love to see him at it, all these little tournaments that get played early in the season. Yeah. I feel if you win those, it's an automatic bid. Like Okay, 
like okay that could be a yeah a that's not bad addition yeah that's that's a that's definitely an interesting way you to win look the at maui it. invitational you're already in the tournament yep that's that's actually wow mm. wow and well you know wow look well here to your point i'll say this um you can start looking at it and i'm trying to think what other sport but you can start looking at it like um where you're way you're waiting these tournaments so like if you get invited to this tournament this tournament is a big deal and if you win it like a, you said it's a bit you're the you're automatic one through three seed mm. do you see what i'm saying yeah 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 that's different that yeah. wow that i mean that Let's, would completely shake up the landscape but it would put more eyeballs on those tournaments which in the intel more tv money because now like oh you know, we won the Maui or we won, you know, the, the Garden Classic or whatever right, the tournament is. Right. That's, huh. Let's do, it. Let's do it. That's interesting. All right. Well, switching gears over to golf. The Masters starts tomorrow, George. It's a good reminder um, to put a bet in. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I already, I already, got, I already got my bets in. Um, actually, and, and shout out to, to Fox Taylor. Make sure you go get that hole-in-one bet. It, uh, it usually goes pretty good odds. And um, I forget the math. You know, Fox had all the math for us. But, um, you know, there's it's 72 holes. And I forget how many players, but you have X amount of opportunities to get one chance at a hole in one. So the odds typically Damn, are in your favor. Crazy. The odds right now at Circa are, will there be a hole in one at the Masters? Yes is minus 190. No is plus 165. Yeah. I'm seeing value in the no this year. <laughs> really? Really? You think you're going to go no? I mean, I'd go for the value play in that situation. Yeah. I, I, unless I had like a thousand. If I had a thousand dollars to put down on yes, yeah. then yeah. That's where you go. But I'll put 20 on no <laughs> and make 30 and be like, ah, I'm winning. It worked out. It all worked out. But uh, are you excited, George, for the for the first major of the year? Yes, I'm, I'm a huge uh, Dimplehead. Uh, parverts are the new, like, funny golf term. Okay. I'm a parvert. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I love watching the Masters. It has the, the azaleas, the well-manicured greens. I've been seeing YouTube videos pop up all week as far as, like, I love watching the way they manicure, like, the field because it's – a uh, very interesting layout on a lot of the holes. What I'm able to enlighten you on is <laughs> they run water piping on a lot of the tee boxes, which at most courses, it's just, it's such an astronomical cost. You'd rather just do it for the greens and not a tee box. Yeah. But they, they have to do it for some of the tee boxes because of how many trees they have around. Oh, Grass okay. normally wouldn't grow well with, with that many trees sure. in close proximity. So they have to have like this whole water system so oh, interesting on a lot of the holes where you see a lot of trees next to the the tea boxes just know that that's like five million dollars worth of equipment underneath Dang. them yeah that's crazy that you'll did, never see i did not know <laughs> like yeah seriously, the unsung hero yeah yeah <laughs> i i did not know that i did not know that at all but i mean it makes sense it makes sense mm -hmm. if you know we you can't you can't field like well, and I was going to ask this too, um, you know, what makes the Masters so special in your opinion? Uh, for me, it is just how beautiful it is. Um, the Masters, I would say more than any other course, 
Anytime you see Augusta on TV, you know you're looking at Augusta. Yes. Whereas when you watch other, you know, golf events, it's like, oh, it looks nice. It's lovely. But like the colors, like the colors are insane. It pops. It's a darker green. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just different. So that, for me, in my opinion, that's my favorite thing about the Masters. What, what, what to you makes it special? Hmm. Uh, iconic family moments growing up. Um, I watched a lot of, golf with my dad and seeing tiger and phil battle it out for the masters uh the the cool part to me is this is the super bowl and i know there's other majors mm. but in golf like this is the staple you need to have one of these to be considered one of the greats uh there's been a lot of rumblings in the past that young people can't win and but we've seen it year in and year out that like this new up and coming guy is like on figures that, it out in that final grouping right so that aspect of it I'm really excited to to possibly see a young champ this year yeah because uh, they always say experience wins and I want to see it change this year okay what's uh, what's your favorite Masters moment all time I mean Tiger's last one. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's the one where he had the uh, entire gallery walking behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no. I it gave it gave me chills, bro. It gives me chills talking about it right now, and I'd oof oof. Yeah. Because he's doing it at such an old age. Now he's got his kids, and when you're walking up, I I always try to put myself in like, how does his wife feel? Like how does ex-wife, ex-wife or like, you know, or any, <laughs> insert wife, right? If your husband's going up to win the Masters, but like the feeling that you have to have just knowing that like, that's your person, you know? Oh, like, oh, like, oh, I see what you're saying. No, I see what you're saying. And that, so, and then I was like, if I feel that way about this man, I can only imagine how like she feels. The people, the people that are close by. Right. Yeah. yeah right. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, what about you? What's your favorite Masters my, moment? My favorite Masters moment all time also is Tiger. Um, but it's uh, it's that chip on, uh, I believe that was 17. Yep. Um, to win in 05 versus Chris DeMarco. They had been battling it all day. Um, Tiger had made a, a critical mistake. And, um, you know, literally he had to put the ball on a napkin to get it to do what it did mm -hmm. and then for the ball to stop at the the lip of the cup drop in you know i still one of my favorite golf commercials of all time was nike's commercial basically talking about tiger's chip and it was like all this and you couldn't center the logo like <laughs> that was like that was like so dope you know what i mean and so that's to me in that moment because that was tiger at the height of tiger yep and um, I want to say that was a back-to-back -back championship for him, Masters. Mm -hmm. So to, like, see nobody give him the jacket, I don't think that had ever happened before. Like, where, like, the the the, the runner of the, the Augusta was like, here's the Here, jacket again. Yeah, wait. <laughs> Do you just put this back on yourself? What? <laughs> like, you pat yourself on the back and just put the jacket back on? Like I think Phil went back-to-back, -to -back too, after that. Did he? I'm not mistaken. I don't think Phil ever went back to back. I think Phil won like two in three or four years, but uh, but I, I don't know if he went back to back. I know you're I know you're back there checking, um, but yeah yeah that's 
that's kind of my thing. Um, yeah, to, you're right. To, uh, to your point, um, I do wonder if this like wide open field is good for golf because you know when we talk about when Tiger was Tiger, it really only was Tiger, VJ, Phil, Ernie, and like maybe one other guy that mm-hmm. you were like, those are the guys that are gonna win. More than likely, one of these five yeah. are gonna win. And every now and again, there'd be that upstart, you know, random guy. Uh, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Cabrera slid yeah. in there, got one. Yeah, you know I mean, year, it, uh, Will Zalatoris. Yeah, like it'd be a random guy, but like for the most part, it was the crew. Now the field is so wide. I don't know if that helps golf. I think it helps it, but at the same time, not having those marquee stars, I don't know if it helps it as much. I, I like it for the sole fact that like there's so, they allowed live golf. Right, so this was the big thing. Like, are they going to allow live players to come and play at the Super Bowl of <laughs> golf? Now they won't be invited to the open. It'll be interesting. I think they're still I, figuring some of that stuff yeah, out. Yeah, I don't they're think like, it's like they're like, all right, we're going to allow the Masters, but hey, we're going to be uh, the U.S. Open. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, right? Like, the Open Championship. I don't know. I can see the PGA Championship, right? Because if you're not part of the league, you're not accumulating points. Yes, you thus cannot be a part of. The PGA, the FedEx, the FedEx, the FedEx Cup, Cup, FedEx yeah. Cup two, like those two. Yes, you're right. Right. Because how are you? How are you going to be in the PGA Championship if you ain't in the PGA? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> that don't make sense. So, Brooks Kepka, when I watched him play last week, um, I know Scotty Scheffler is like the odds-on favorite at the moment. Um, he's playing really hot, but Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka last week looked like the Brooks Kepka that won. A lot of golf that got like it was just like was super fucking hot. And he said in his uh, post game interview after winning the tournament last week, he was like, "Yeah, it's just amazing what I could do when I'm healthy." And I was like, "Nuff said, champ. Let me go look. I'm actually gonna do it." As uh, I toss it back to you, who do you think's gonna possibly win it this year? Well, I I know you're not a parvert like me, but uh, uh, no, no, I love you know I love I love golf. I don't watch it as much when Tiger isn't in. Cause I was a Max. I was a Tiger fan, but uh, uh, also I think Tiger's going at plus five thousand to win the win the event. If you don't put people, you, if you don't put uh, two dollars on that, come on, bro. You put your money down just because. God bless you. Never know. That would be the funnest Sunday of your life. That's why you put money down. You you, you you simply never know, and uh, you know plus five thousand. That's <laughs> those are about as long a odds as you get. <laughs> And Brooks so, Kepka plus forty eight hundred right now. Plus forty eight hundred. So I get forty eight to one, and I'm gonna. Whoa, just, oh, Brooks Kepka. Whoa, yeah, I'll go bet that as well. That's a wow. That's actually a really good bet, George. I did not realize. Let's win that. a thousand this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I'm hot this week. How 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 much? Twenty twenty bucks to win nine sixty, and I get my money back. Wow. So nine eighty, not a thousand, but shoot. Yeah, that would hey. be the biggest win I've had in a while. <laughs> well, I mean, look, how often do you get to get forty-eight to one odds on a actual person that could win? That won, <laughs> like, that yeah. won the Live Golf Championship or the tournament last week. Come on, bro. Like, yeah, you know I mean, like, and, and look, and as a major winner, was number one player in the world. Like, we ain't we ain't throwing it out on a slouch. He has been Compared hurt. To... He has been hurt to his point as well. Like, really, the reason he hadn't been winning is because he had, I think, wrist and back issues. 
Right. Um, but look at like you're getting Scotty Scheffler at eight to one. You're getting Rory at seven to one. John yeah, Rahm at nine Jesus. to one. Forty eight to one on wow. the people. And he's I'm going to say it. He's doing it for the pride of live golf. He's playing for something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. To, to than st- just a chance. He's playing. It's for the. St- put the stamp on it, bro. Uh, to 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 stick my finger in your face. That's that's fair, man. That's that's fair. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and switch gears. The NBA and the NHL playoffs are upon us. They're coming into focus. Uh, let's talk about some of the favorites in each. We're going to start off in the NBA. The NBA in the East. Let's start with the number one seed, the Milwaukee Bucks. I know George is not concerned. Not concerned with the Bucks. He is a Celtics fan. Um, but, uh, you know, Roe, when Roe's here, Roe and I have talked about this many times. You know, the Bucks having championship pedigree and championship medal, they are going to be a very, very dangerous team. George, what do you think? Terrified. I mean, absolutely shaking in my boots over here. I mean, Giannis <laughs> is – he is, I will say, out of everybody in the league that isn't on the Celtics, he's my favorite player. Okay. So I love to see him do well. I love to see him, you know, take one dribble from half court and dunk it. Like, <laughs> man's How is insane. this happening? Right. But um, huh. I don't think they'll have any trouble until they meet the other team in green. Um, and then that'll be. Uh, that would have to be the conference finals. That, it'll be a seven game series that you better be there watching every single minute of. And I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I think that those, the one and two seed are in the East are far and away the better, better, the teams. better out of everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, the Celtics, the Celtics, I feel like, you know, they've, they've taken on a little water over the last month and a half. Maybe it was a little bit of malaise, um, uh, you know, kind of waiting to get reengaged. But that being said, you know, this is this is where the and I said this at the very beginning of the season, and you know, I'm not going to go back and clip it because we've had a lot of episodes now. But um, this is where I think the loss of Ime Doka is going to really start to show up, and this is where I think it could be a problem because this is where we really start to coach. Yep. Do you understand what I'm saying? And this is where your decisions and micro decisions, little small minutia decisions matter so we got to be uh you'll see early on we have such great guard defense sure okay and i think that's out of all the the teams in the league i think when we decide to lock it down up top we're pretty tough to beat um it's going to be getting our big our bigs to to cover robert williams can't do it all like i'm confident only when he's on the court but like we'll really see um, what the the coaching matchup is when Eric Muscala is getting you know <laughs> screen and rolled has to switch on somebody who who's gonna cook them you know like what's what's the plan there because in the past with Ime like we were a pretty sound defense we weren't switching much um, no no you guys switched a lot last year with uh, like because um, that was what really lost you guys the finals was. Anytime Al Horford would get in that pick and roll, that it was, was like, what I was we in trouble. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, okay, I think that was my last recollection was Al Horf- Horford just getting cooked, bro. Sorged. Putting on a, you know, 
Me, my man, my man's old, man. It's just, you know, listen. There's only so much these old knees can do. Right. I, I understand that. Um, but uh, but my dark horse in the East is the Knicks, man. Oh, okay. It's All right. the Knicks. Uh, you know, listen. The Knicks, if healthy, I feel like they have enough to steal wins. Like they can win on the road, and then uh, we talked about it before. The Garden has an energy. They call it the Mecca for a reason, and these fans are going to, they're going to make their voices heard, and they're going to be a part of these games. Um, I think the Knicks, more than any other team in the East, could put a scare in someone. I don't know if they're going to win. I think they get out of the first round. Who, who, do they, who would they have in the first round? Because they're the fifth seed. So, Just yes, game they, they have, they have the, the Cavs in the first round. So, do they beat the Cavs? I think they have a very, very good shot at beating the Cavs. I agree. Can they beat the Bucks? I don't know, but I think they could scare them. I think uh, the one thing they have going in their favor is they play anti-Buck basketball. Um, the Bucks are a very downhill team, and from what I've watched from New York is like, they're just lightning fast, bro. Yes. Like, they are just looking to get buckets up in a hurry. Yes. Um, and it, it kind of... It'll be an interesting dynamic because I, I, as you know, like controlling of pace, you can control the pace early on in those games. I think the Bucks are able to match that quick style. Yeah. Um, but if if the Knicks can just get in their rhythm, and the Bucks have to play Nick basketball, then I think it's like it. It look, listen, it's it, it's it's a conversation. Correct. Is all I'll say. It's not it's not like oh they're gonna walk through them like. I could see that going six. I could see that messing around going seven. If they could, if they could steal a game in Milwaukee, you steal a game in Milwaukee, and then you know things things start to get a little interesting. So uh, that's how I feel there. I will say the West moving out to the West, it's wide open. I don't think there is a favorite, truthfully, um, because I think we can go down the list and we can talk about who we don't trust. I don't trust the number one seed Nuggets. Yeah, I don't think they go very far. Um, I don't really trust the Grizzlies. Agreed. <laughs> I trust that third team, though. I, I do trust the Kings. The Kings are my dark horse for the West. I feel like they could do some things quietly. I mean, I did not realize that they, uh, I, I don't know if they st- if this still holds, but they were the number one scoring team in the league. Uh, um, yeah, no, they're, they're at 121.4 points a game. 121 points a game is absolute disgust. It is. Oh, my God. And they have the best home record in the league as well. Wow. Wow. That's, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, the Suns, I, I just, I, we keep waiting. We keep waiting. Um, the Warriors, now granted, the Warriors are, Andrew Wiggins is back. Officially. He, he's officially back. They got to, you know, obviously, he probably a little pudgy. He probably got to do some running and some whatever. But yep. he's at least back in the building, which is by far the biggest news that could have come out of San Francisco, out of Golden State. So him being back in the building. Right. Shit. And remember, that would be their – oh, my God. Play it's, the Suns. it's Suns Warriors first round. Yeah, Jesus Christ, these are like these matchups are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think that stays. Oh, like, I don't think the Clippers, the Clippers could take that spot. But I think the Clippers now start playing the matchup game. <laughs> you know, this eight. Hey, this is where you start seeing teams like, hey, actually, Kawhi, you can sit one out. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God. So wait, I, I think wait, we want to play. I think we want to play the Kings. So these matchups, it's going to be Kings Clippers first round right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, we have no idea what's going to happen in the West at all. I have no idea, man, because the Nuggets. So the Nuggets are going to have to play. Uh, Oh wow, Clippers better not me- no, the Clippers don't want to mess around because the Clippers the Clippers right now are just ahead of the Lakers. Right. And they don't want to fall into that. But don't don't be in the play in. Yeah, don't True. be in the play in. It's too close. So no, no, the Clippers everybody got to win. Yep. Everybody got to win because everything from that like the Suns are cool. The Suns are good. They're the 4 more than likely. Yep. Um but everybody 5 5 down you you could be in the play in. Yep. So don't don't rest on your laurels. Don't rest players. You gotta you gotta play and win to get in. Um, but I mean, as it is right now, if it ended today, I know we hate to say that, but if it did end today, these first round matchups, dog, are absolutely insane. I yeah. And this is uh, in my opinion, you're seeing the perfect opportunity for Zion to you know possibly have that coming out party defeat a number one seed. Is Zion even back? Is he? No. He ain't coming back. Oh, damn, bro. Yeah. That just goes to show you, like, I don't know what the hell's been happening in New Orleans. Like, I knew he I knew he got injured, but I didn't know it was, like, season ending. It, it, I don't think it was supposed to be. Oh, uh, it says, bummer. okay, wait. Uh, yeah, see, one day ago, Zion Williamson has no timetable for return from injury. And then the next article one day ago is Zion Williamson playing tonight against the Sacramento Kings. Um, yeah, like, yeah, it's still up in the air. So we still have no idea. Um, I, I would not want to just roll him out and play off basketball talking about you were just on the shelf for two months or three months. Facts. And and now go run your big body up and down the floor, at, you know, at, at maximum output. Just, they got some. Uh, they got some solid, like veteran playoff people, though. Like as far as CJ McCollum goes, he's played in some really big games. Yeah, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I mean, like they they have they've definitely got bodies, but um, yeah, they ain't going nowhere. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sw- switching gears to the NHL, the NHL playoffs are upon us as well. The Bruins, George, are seven points away from having the greatest regular season in the NH- in NHL history. Wow. They're currently at 125 points. Uh they would need they have 5 games left to get to 132 points, um tying the uh the Montreal Canadiens from the 70s for the all-time um all-time uh points lead. They they're obviously the president President's Cup champion this year, and I say all that to say it means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I do not even think the Bruins make the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, in hockey, it is completely different. Uh, who do you think the favorites are? Um, and uh, what team do you have hoisting I mean, the, the Lord Stanley's Cup? I think this is finally the Knights' like year to make it back to the finals. Um, they've been playing, in my opinion... 
the best hockey they've played since they made it. And this is mm. going back two years where, like, the teams look solid going in. Um, we've just had poor officiating luck. Uh, <laughs> you know, that whole big penalty fiasco that happened a couple of years. San Jose, yeah. With San Jose. But this is a team that I'm, like, seeing play more than ever uh, because I go to my fiance's house. Her dad's, like, watching. We watch so much Knights hockey. And so, like, that's all I know. One of the the big pieces in addition, though, is Jonathan Quick. Whenever you're adding a goalie that has Stanley Cups in his resume. Vesna's that, in his resume. Vesna's, bro, too. He's – I was like, okay, so we get rid of – We get rid of Flurry. We get Jonathan Quick. Like, I'm like, all right. I know he probably doesn't have too many years left in him, but let's uh, let's get one more for the man. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, in that conference, looking at it, if it's not now for the Edmonton Oilers, win. Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, what they have done over the last four years is beyond historic. I mean, both of them, like, like I think Connor McDavid's up at 60 goals, 60-plus goals. Leon Dreisaitl got 50 goals. They both got over 50 assists. They're both high 100-point guys. If you cannot win with two dudes on your roster going to work like that, I don't know what else you can do. And so um, in a year like this, I didn't realize, I, you know, I've like my caps have been – we, we were injured this year. We were trash, but we were injured too. I think we lost the most games – uh, to injury out of any team in the league, um, but uh, but I mean the Avalanche. Avalanche won last year. They they're winning their their division again this year. Um, I think it's I, look for me. It's it, it's got to be the Oilers. The Oilers. I think that's the team. But um, I mean quickly. I mean look, hockey is different. It's completely different from the NBA. Number one seed means nothing. Number eight seed means nothing. Yeah. Uh, I think the main, let's see, the main, the core four things for me in hockey, in playoff time, coaching, I feel like your coach matters a ton. Um, when we had Bruce Boudreau on the Capitals, he was a brand new coach. We were winning the President's Cup. We would get to the playoffs and the playoffs are different, and he would never make adjustments. I was at the Montreal Canadiens uh, Capitals game when we were supposed to close them out. We were up 3-1. I flew down from Massachusetts to the game. Oh, no. I sat. I would have spit on the roof. I was Because I was just <laughs> like, I, and I never sit this high. And I was like, I just want to be in the house. I got to be there. Right. Because we were going to the Stanley Cup that year, baby. President's Cup. Ovechkin's dropping 60 goals. Like, who's stopping us? We had the young guns. We were ready. We lost that game because before that game, Ovechkin was talking about how, uh, man, I remember all this. Yaroslav Halak <laughs> was the yeah. goalie. And uh, I think we had like eight goals in a game. And, and Ovechkin after the game was like, yeah, yeah, his hands were shaking. He was trembling. And I could see it. And it was like, and then they went, they went and won three straight games, God, four straight games, damn. four straight games to, uh, to win. To, uh, to 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 knock us out because wow. we were up 3-0 I think and we were I was going home for the sweep and they went they they won that game and then they kept winning the curse of Josh Williams 
Hey, I, I accept when I'm the bad luck guy. At least but, you guys won one. You guys, the curse is broken. Curse, hey, people, curse is broken. But Josh, definitely curse the team. <laughs> uh, I think the second part is your star talent. You have to have stars um, to win in the end. You don't have to have a, a crew of stars, but you got to have a solid three to four, both uh, from your forwards to your defensemen. You need to have a, a big, you know, a, a sturdy defenseman that's playing 20-some minutes but also is able to create offense for you. Um, and then you have to have at least two to three marquee scorers to make a long Stanley Cup run. Uh, the third part, you got to have a strong bottom six. You know what I mean? Your, your roster, those, those, that, that checking line and that, that fourth line. If your fourth line, the, when you talk about the Knights, the reason the Knights were so good that first year was because they had a crew of fourth-line dudes that never had had a chance. Right. And so they all had a fourth-line mentality that they had to go get it. And there wasn't really a pecking order. You didn't know who the – like William Carlson's line was the first line, but not necessarily. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they had they had a very, very deep team. So you're, you have to have a, a strong bottom six. And the fourth and final most important part is you got to have a hot goalie. Your goalie needs to win you games and keep you in games when maybe the team is struggling. Um, if you can have those four, I think that that's, that's really what, what gets you to the Stanley Cup final. It's a recipe for it. And a loud fan base. Vegas, you need to show up, right? Like the first time we made it, I mean, there was – I went to the first ever playoff game for the Knights. Oh wow! Oh and my God! The, How much money was that? Thank you, Dad. Uh, well, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> my dad. This is another reason why I love the man because he just knows. Like, there's certain events where it's like he didn't even go. Like, it wasn't a family event, but he was oh. like, "You and your brother need to to go." Oh so wow! We went. We uh, and it was rocking, bro. And every time I've seen playoff games since. That first season, I'm like, we're missing that playoff. Like, this is important for Vegas. Really? You think so? I do. I do. I think it's uh, the the fan base, especially. I don't know if, if it's just hockey, but like the fans seem really harsh. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, because y'all like, didn't get it. Y'all, y'all still, like, y'all still don't get it. And that, and that was my issue with Vegas fans is like they, you know, you guys thought you got hockey. But hockey, you know, I talk about those four things. You can have all four of those things, and the puck bounce a wrong way, and that's the difference between a game or a series. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it, it's not fair. This time of year is not fair. Winning all those games means nothing at this time of year. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And yep. I still don't think Vegas fans get that. Yeah, no, no, no. And that's, that's what I'm trying to, to get across here is I watch other arenas. And it's just, dude, they're not pumping crowd noise. Like, and you're able to hear <laughs> the decibel change difference, <laughs> yeah. you know, from yeah. a, like if the Red Wings were to to make it or, you know, it's different in there. It's loud. It's different. Uh, New York, Madison Square Garden. We loud. talk about basketball. Oh, it gets it gets stupid for hockey. Pittsburgh Penguins. Stupid for hockey. You know what I mean? The Capitals, when we when we start, you see I got my Rock the Red. That So that was from the Stanley Cup run. I went home for game six when we won the game. Or mm. game five. Yeah, game five. Game five. Because uh, uh, I, I went home because I was going to buy tickets to game six if we went that far. 
And uh, thank God I was able to finagle my way into the arena nice. and, uh, and, and get in there to, uh, to watch game five, and we won game five. Sick. So, you know, but, cool moment. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's about those moments, man. And, and, and you're right. The fan energy, you got to stay positive. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Cause the groans, like the hockey, like, oh. like when that deflation happens, when the other team does something, yeah, it's, it's, it's not like basketball where it's like constant back forth. You score, we score, we get a stop. You get a stop. Like hockey, you could have. Five straight minutes of like, oh, we're we're gonna get a goal, and the goalie just does enough to stop it, and then they get a goal. Oh, yeah, it's deflating, bro. <clears throat> People don't in Vegas don't cheer enough for a great defensive possession. Mm, yeah, like really locking down, um, understanding that moment. Yeah, I, so we somewhat understood it with Flurry, and then it's just like the magic that the Flower Man had, you yeah. know. But. I, I did forget that you guys got quick and that that you know listen, we go back to the four. You guys have coach because you have uh, Cassidy mm -hmm. as your coach. Look at me knowing all this 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 night you, stuff. You, you got uh, you've got um, you've got you've got star talent. Have star talent, especially getting um, Captain Jack Eichel, and you still have Carlson. Still have some of the guys. Have star talent. Have a strong bottom six. And you just need Jonathan Quick to 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 get back on his quickie magic. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like if you have those things, you have you have the ingredients to make a run. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that does not guarantee you anything, but you have the ingredients to do it. So it scares the other team a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, thank you guys so much for for checking in for another episode of the American Fan Three Six Five podcast. Uh, Again, sorry, the front row has not been able to be here with us. She's she's still a little under the weather, but we will have her back next week. Yes. Uh, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Keep pushing the content out to your friends and your people. You know, we really truly appreciate it, and it's it's helping us grow. Um, you know, this this thing is gonna keep growing, and I'm excited to see uh, when we look back and this thing actually does grow, and we can like go back and watch. The old stuff like, oh, I can't wait. Oh, we had 15 views. We <laughs> had 30. We had 100. And then it's like 5,000 views and yep. 20,000. Like, that's, that's going to, it's, listen, it's, it's going to get there. And it starts with each of you guys. So, so I really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, so please make sure you like, share, and subscribe from Josh Williams, George Carmona behind the decks, George Carmona in the back. We'll see you guys next time. Fan short. For Fanatic is the one who's screaming their lungs out in sub-zero degree temperatures, still believing when the chips are down and never, ever giving up on their teams or their players. From the closest seat to the worst one, we want to meet you all. This is the American Fan. Ooh.